Advanced Principles Podcast, or app, was created to be an outlet for like-minded individuals to share in the broader conversations on leadership, retail market updates, and incredible personal success stories. On app, you will hear a collection of stories from the titans of the retail industry, as well as thought and practice leaders covering the spectrum of the economy. Please click the subscribe button and look for the newest episodes to be released. I got to learn, you know, the true family aspect inside of the workplace. How proud are you now to see them walking in those leadership footsteps that you've already paid? And I know you take great care of your team um, and probably offer up tremendous mentoring and coaching with all of them as well. Um, and now you, you added another location, another manufacturer, um, and, and started to enlist and draft more players for the, for the Team Mike Terry Auto Group. And um, so now you're not just a dealer of a single point, you're a dealer of multiple points. And that starts to change life a little bit because uh, you start getting pulled in some different directions. And how has that been for you? And is that, has that um, fueled more fire to continue to grow? Or does complacency start to creep in at some point? For me, I think that I learned quickly that, you know, the advantage that I had working for one dealer group is I got to learn, you know, the true family aspect inside of the workplace, uh, the true support within the uh, workplace. But then when you get out on your own and you have these conversations with, and the company that I work for, we groom the managers from within. You make manager from within, mm-hmm. okay? And well, I'm out here having these buy sales so fast, you can't groom. I mean, you don't have the time to groom your next manager, right? So you're having to go to the carpool to pull people from. And, you know, uh, some of the resumes don't necessarily line up with the true talent. You know, uh, all I have is your resume and our conversation. And I'm really good, I think, with people and judging, you know, character. But, uh, you know, everybody's not made up to what their resume is saying, you know. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some. that's not a bad thing. It, it, you should make your resume stand tall. And uh, I think that uh, I had some challenges there with, with uh, getting some that... Um, I think were that fit what I would like to see. And so it doesn't make them a bad person. It's just the the route that I like to take is the route that I was raised up in the car business on. You know, I'll take really good care of my people, our people that work with us, just like the dealer that I work for did. It's just, I'm going to take care of people. I'm a people person. I love people. I know that we all are happy coming to work if we don't feel like we're at work i know what the feeling is so i want to provide that atmosphere but i also believe that there's also a two-way street you know you have to bring your part this is a 50 50 just like your marriage you know um so when it so for me your knowledge of the operation of the car business is not the end all do all i feel like you have to have that compassionate piece for people in general, along with the knowledge of the auto industry. And if you're passionate about people and very supportive and you're a great leader in that aspect and don't have the auto industry knowledge, man, that's fine with me because mm-hmm. we can, you know, we can teach you that. But how to treat people and and be good to them and get the return 
of uh, happy customers and all that. You can't, you really can't teach that. People think you can teach, you can't teach that. You have to be, you have to have that. You gotta like people, man. Mm -hmm. people, I've met so many people that are great managers and salesmen and GMs that they're not, they don't like people. And it's like, that That don't make sense though, you know? Um, you have to like the people, that's, that's what we're here for. It's like when I talk to a customer, on numerous occasions, man. I could stand there and we talk an hour just having a great conversation because I mean, I like people. And then when we mm -hmm. connect, it's just the conversation goes on and on and on and on, you know? Yeah. So it just makes those relationships so much deeper. Um, I think you made a great point. You have the technical expertise, but if you can't apply that, you can't translate it and you can't transfer that knowledge to someone else or you can't inspire them to want to grow, all of their technical expertise kind of goes out the window. Um, because you exactly. become very isolated in your current role because you can't develop that. You can't inspire others to do more than what they currently thought themselves to do. And, and I think that that's, that's a great point. I hope it really our listeners listen to that and, and maybe even listen to it twice and just let that set in because I think that's huge. You got you to have that relation aspect to everything that you do. Yeah, and for me, I, I really believe if you don't have that connection and, and as you said, the, the isolation, and separation part, it makes you a dictator at that point. Mm. And then you're as a dictator. And then when you're a dictator, the team just that falls out. That's out the window. Yeah. You know, so so true. You know, like people, we all we have people that always say, you know, I can roll up my sleeves and get in the dirt with you and the mud with you, and we can fight through this together. And then you have some that are, they're going to wear the nicest, most expensive suits and say, I'm the boss. You do what I ask you to do or tell yeah. you to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so much rather have option one, somebody that's willing to get in there, get dirty, roll up their sleeves and get after it uh, instead of looking from the sidelines. So, uh, so now, you know, you've now brought your kids into it. You're making this a family business. I mean, how, how cool and rewarding for you as a father to offer up that opportunity to them. And um, how proud are you now to see them walking in those leadership footsteps that you've already paved? It, it's, it's just a great feeling. You know, my son actually was a salesperson for the company that, that I previously worked for. So when he came in, he came in as a manager, but he had the sales experience. So it was nothing given to him. And my, my other kids that work in the business and my son-in-law that work in the business, they all started at the entry-level positions and they got the entry-level pay. They got paid according to the position. Mm -hmm. What that position pays is what you get paid, you know? And they, my, my, my son, the only son I have, uh, he's progressed tremendously, man. He's just, he, he has that it for the business. And I'm not saying that because of my son, he just wowed me all every time I talk to him. And I'm watching how he's progressing. And my son-in-law as well, they're, they, they're just a natural at it. And then, you know, the great thing about me is I have six kids. Five of them are millennials, okay? And that group, I listen to them, you know, as opposed to, you know, my age group, my generation and the generation before me uh, look at the millennials a little differently than mm -hmm. I do. They're, they're the millennials and Gen Z, they're the, they're the future, man. If we're not listening to them, and we're not willing to make sacrifices and, and, and compromise a little for them, then they're going to put us on the shelf and they're going to move on because they're not going to stop, you know? 
Um, that's the one thing I do like about them. You know, yep. and you know, we always say they don't want to put in the work, but they want the money. What I've discovered is they don't want all the money. And no, they don't want to do all the work. They want to show us how to work smarter, not yes. harder. You know, yep. we were just taught go to work eight to five, whatever you make, try to make all you can, but whatever you make, it is what it is. At least you're a hard worker, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, man, we're going to work really, really smart and we're going to make a lot of money too. You know? Yep. So it's been real, real fun. My daughter's had, my oldest daughter's had like three or four positions and she's been in the business a year. I mean, wow. she just picks this stuff up so fast and it's so, as quick as she can get it before she can get comfortable with it, I'll move her to another one, you know? Wow. So in the way that I've structured it so far, I, with, with some supervision in the store, of course, I could actually put my kids and my son-in-law in their own store and they can operate. Wow. And, this, and they've been in business less than two years. My son's been in it for about five now, but uh, you, they can actually go in and they can operate. They can operate. They have, they have experience in different fields. And, and, you know, as I speak with all these OEMs, that's the biggest thing, man. People don't have succession plans, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times you raise kids up and they're brought up wealthy or generationally wealthy. And yeah. they don't want to go grind on it. I mean, you can't hardly blame them, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, my, my oldest kids, they know where we were, our story, you know, and yeah. how we lived. And I mean, not that we've lived bad, it's just that we don't have what we have now. So they know that we work for this. Dad yeah. went out and worked for this. So it's our responsibility to work and make sure that we keep and keep continue to grow. Great lessons. Kids will always learn more from what they see than what they're taught um, in a structured environment. I'm sure they saw you getting up getting after it every single day to make your dreams a reality to better their lives someday. Um, and, and there's not a doubt in my mind that they're carrying that, that torch forward for you and, and on behalf of you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. For that. Yeah. So one of your slogans is dream big and that's uh, everywhere with you. And I think it's so cool um, because I really think in today's environment, um, people, um, and I think some of the diversity and, and some minorities are, it's almost like, you know, don't do dream too big. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. Don't set yourself up to be let down. And I love that you put that mantra out there, dream big, because I'm a believer. There's no reason that I should have had the career that I've had. And I think it all to the automotive industry. Um, and I love that you're putting that out there because this industry, and I think other ones allow people to dream big, allow people that uh, were corrections officers to now have their own stores and bringing up their kids to take over their own stores. And what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to you from uh, as a minority and as a father and as just a, a dealer overall? Well, I, I really believe that uh, we, we are kind of taught to not dream big. You know, so mm -hmm. I know I was trained and taught to have a short-term goal and a long-term goal. And as you achieve your short-term goal, your long-term goal becomes your short-term goal. So these are all goals that are within a realm of, of access, uh, at a level of access that everybody can understand and they can see you doing, right? But when you start dreaming big and you start talking about things that people can't visualize to the extent of where they're like, Ah, that's a little far-fetched. You may be a little crazy on that one. 
Now you're dreaming big. Yeah. Because as long as you believe in yourself and you accept mentorship and training and you retain all this information and you ask questions that need to be asked and you can accept constructive criticism, then you can achieve anything on this earth that you want to achieve. Love you it. know, I believe, well, I know for a fact that each individual on this earth has 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. You know, what you achieve and accomplish within that 24 hours is completely up to you. And it starts with number one, believing that you can do whatever you want to do. That's just the bottom line. If you believe I can do whatever I want to do, and then there's connections and being put in front of the right people and connected with the right people. And I think that that could play a part in why the minority base in the auto industry is, is as low as it is. It's not that people don't want you to have it or, you know, people make it all different kinds of reasons why mm -hmm. minorities don't have the deals. There's opportunities out there. There's resources out there. Because I, I can say that, and I can give you this example. When I was at NAMAD one year, they were like, we have candidates in this room that are seeking to be a dealer. There are people in this room that are seeking candidates to give them the knowledge, the support, the resources, the capital to be a dealer. How do we get you guys that are sitting in this room right now together to connect with one another? Wow. And you leave after a week and only a handful of people connected with someone. So I think that's the biggest piece of it is connecting because the resources are available for us, for minorities and non-minorities. It doesn't matter if you're a mm -hmm. minority or not. If you want yep. this is a space you want to get into, you have to believe and you have to believe it and you have to make those connections. You can't say, this is what I'm dreaming. This is what I want to do. So I'll sit there and wait on it to show up at my front door. It won't ever happen. Yeah, no, it will not. I, yeah, I'm a big believer that my own dream should scare me a little bit, but they should probably scare a lot of people a lot of it. And uh, I think that you've taken that on. And I think one of the coolest things that you're doing is you are spreading that message. You are saying these things are available. Now, it's not going to come to you. You can't sit by your, it's not going to show up in your inbox. You got to go out. You got to get after it. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the hours. But it's there if you want it. And if you want it, I'll show you. And I know that you are structurally or formally or informally, however you want to phrase it, I know you are mentoring the next wave of leaders in the automotive industry. And I have a feeling, uh, I'm a big sports guy, and I think people talk a lot about coaching trees. And I think the Mike Terry dealership tree is going to have a lot of branches on it when this thing, whole thing's said and done. Um, from family to non-family and just people that come your way. And uh, from one automotive professional to another, I thank you for that because our industry needs it. Um, we need we need fresh, talented perspectives and mindset to take us all to the next level and keep our industry thriving and compete the shop at home and you know go away with the brick and mortar. And um, so I thank you for everything you're doing on that. And uh, hopefully this podcast helps spread that message just a little bit. I hope so. You know, uh, one other thing that I wanted to add to that is, uh, you know, on my LinkedIn, I'm back and forth with three to five different um, people weekly, you know, with questions about uh, steps to take and what to do. And there's some talent out there mm -hmm. that uh, deserve their shot. 
And it's not that they're held back. It's not that people don't want them to. It's the connecting piece. And I think that if I can, you know, help with that piece in any way that I can, it's not for me, but my cup is full when they are successful. You know, um, I have a couple of buddies that, you know, we had some conversation. Look, they brought all the talent. They bring all the money. They're their own guy. It's just that if I can give you a piece of information on some experienced um, avenues or, or journeys that I've been on, then I'm obligated to do that. I feel, and I feel like you should pass that on as well. So yeah. at some point, um, I, I love just giving out the help, no, you know, not just pouring out information to any and everybody, but you can tell the ones that like really are there. They just don't have the resources as far as connections. Yeah. And just, just help them navigate through this stuff. Yeah. Good for you. So uh, first of all, I want to thank you for the time today. We'll, we'll get to our fast five here in just a minute, but I, I want to certainly call attention to uh, your humility. Uh, you've accomplished a lot in a very short period of time, especially in the landscape of our environment. Um, I think your humble approach, your team environment, your calm, cool demeanor that you bring each and every single day uh, is just helping make you what you are and make your stores what they are and, and grow in the branch of future leaders. So uh, you know, thank you for all your time that you've given today and unpacking a bit of your story. I know a lot of people uh, will get a lot out of this, and I hope a lot of people take a lot out of this and implement it in their own daily lives. Yes, sir. Well, I truly yep. appreciate that. I always enjoy talking with you, and, and absolutely, I dream big. Yeah, no question. Dream big. So, all right. So now we're going to get to five questions. They're a little bit different. Um, we got into some pretty heavy stuff there, so I thank that. So this will add a little bit of levity to it. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, you grew up in Lufkin, Texas. Yes. I'm originally from Crockett, Texas. Crockett, okay. Texas. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but I did, I moved to Lufkin, Texas and I was 12 years old Okay, and, and finished out. Yeah. There. Finished out high school yeah. from there. So, you know, back at that time, um, were you an Oilers fan growing up or a Cowboys fan? Cowboys forever. Cowboys forever. <laughs> well, that answers yes, my sir. next question then, where the loyalties lie, uh, Houston or uh, Dallas. So just been a Cowboys fan from uh, the get-go. Yeah, I've been a Cowboys fan from the get-go. You know, Crockett is a small town, and uh, one of the great linebackers, Eugene Lockhart, that played for the Dallas Cowboys come from Crockett, Texas. But, you know, it's just always been um, – Dallas Cowboys for sure. Hey, America's team. I said I was born in Minnesota and I grew up a Cowboys fan. Tony Dorsett, okay. Ed Tutal Jones, Randy yeah. White. I loved them all, man. And, yeah. and one of the first games I went to was the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings when Tony Dorsett set the uh, r record for the longest touchdown from scrimmage. And because uh, yeah. I was there with all my Cowboys gear on, I absolutely loved the Cowboys when I was growing up. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so my first dealer, um, I, you know, I, I grew up a car person. I was fascinated with exotic cars. I love classic cars. And, you know, one lesson he taught me is he's like, listen, I'm running a dealership here, not a museum. It doesn't matter what kind of car comes in. It's meant to go out. And are you a car guy? Are you, are you a collectible guy? Or are you just get it and, and turn it? Or is there any emotional attachment to any of the cars that you come across? Well, <laughs> I, I kind of have that same mentality, man. When it comes in, it's to go out. <laughs> You know, um, I have a buddy of mine that collects used car, I mean, uh, classic cars, and and he and I had that conversation. But I have that 
that passion for them, I just never got into making time for that uh, that space because that required time as well. Yeah. You know, the loving on your cars and 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 having them, but uh, that does cross my mind quite often about the the classic cars. Whenever we have these car shows, you know, we have one for all three stores. I mean, we have all the time, so it's like, what do you? What are you gonna do when you see this car that you can't resist and you want to buy it? What do you do with it? You know, my wife told me already. She's like, "We don't have the room for another car in this garage." So I'm thinking, okay, I'll buy one and put it on the showroom floor, right? <laughs> but then somebody will come through. Okay, you can buy it. <laughs> yep, you're gonna sell it anyway. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, that's fantastic. So one of the things, and obviously we talked uh, about, you know, the, the becoming, being a corrections officer at a car dealer. What were the top similarities between the two? The top similarities are uh, connecting with people. Okay. Even though you're in a, uh, there are two different environments. At the end of the day, man, it's about connecting with people. And I okay. think in any environment, when you're connecting with people, the transparency is the key. You know, yeah. you have that transparency. And the main thing that the two are similar in is your integrity. And I know the auto industry uh, still does not have that integrity uh, perception mm -hmm. out there. But uh, I think that was one of the things that kind of shocked me when I got into car business is like the integrity that I came from versus the auto industry's integrity. Not that the company that I work for didn't have it. Just the integrity, the lack of integrity in the industry as a whole was not there. So I feel like I'm about my integrity. So I'll incorporate this into this business. And I think that helped me a lot as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, good for you. I've talked to several people, a lot of people, and they're like, you know, when you have the conversation, it's almost like, yeah, this is just another conversation for them. And I'm telling them, no, this is, I'll tell you this, this is it, you know. Yep, yep, this is it. That's awesome. And uh, so we know days are, are days off are hard to come by in retail. And certainly with your journey and everything that you've taken on, continuing your duties as general manager of the Subaru store as you were going through your buy, sell and identifying your store, um, you can't imagine a lot of days off through that journey. But when it did come to your day off, what's your go to activity? What, what just first thing when you don't have anything on the calendar in front of you, what are you looking forward to doing? Man, you know. I am embarrassed to say that, you know, I played a little bit of golf. Uh, it's not my best or favorite, but just watching sports. I love to watch high school football, high school basketball. And, and you know, we'll go to Rockets games or Mavericks games, you know, sports, yeah. watching sports. Uh, but far as physically being involved, in, it's just crazy because I don't, I need a hobby <laughs> and I just don't spend that time at a hobby. It's, it's almost like you have these stores, you have six kids and I try to stay involved in their life as much as I can day to day. And then they have their significant other spouse. Then they have, I have three grandbabies. So it's like, man, I need a hobby, but I, I just don't have time for one right now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make a hobby for you to find a hobby. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Yep. We need to find this. That's my yep. next hobby, finding me a hobby. There you go. There you go. I love it. Well, Mike, thank you again for all your time today. Uh, I got so much out of this. Always love our conversations, and I'm really looking to put this out there. 
um, and allow other people to kind of share in your journey and your story and where you've come from and where and where you're going. So thank you again for all your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. A pleasure to be here. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. We really appreciate Mike for being our first auto dealer on app. And we, of course, appreciate all the listeners and support we get week to week. I'm assuming you all enjoyed our three parts with Mike and especially diving into leadership today. As always, you can find app on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and our website. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.